to like mother like son like movies i'm aaron and i'm here with my mother lisa hello and uh today uh we we thought that it would be very nice to talk about the uh the the, the collection of small move, uh, movies in as a kind of an anthology series uh small acts by uh steve mcqueen uh because we 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 both just recently now watched the film because of our 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 lord and savior the ule arena that that delivers us all these nice things that otherwise are completely out of our access that we are not able to get hold of so so thank thankfully ule arena the finnish uh, uh channel and the streaming service added the small acts to their collection and it um for free for free so all, like all finnish people can just watch it um uh, from their like channel website and so so we were very of course uh excited to see it from because it was very very uh, notable notable re- re- release last uh, last year it's the gem of this summer yeah so so i was very curious like we, so i want to talk about it because i was very curious to know your opinion about it because i you you just told me you that okay i watched all of it but you haven't told me anything about like what you thought about it and everything so um what did you thought about it yeah i said that i also said that i'm very excited about it that i'm i'm fascinated by it but so so um i took each part like a gem you know by itself i watched them in full conscious in full attention and pleasure it's yeah to see something so good well done it's it's a sheer pleasure and the strange in here is that steve mcqueen mm-hmm. this director i had really no idea about him before oh really uh, Uh, yes, I mean that I I knew him because I like very very much his. He made first when he started, I think he made Hunger, mm-hmm. and he made uh, Shame, mm-hmm. and I I really liked him. I I really liked him, but I didn't pay attention to him as a director. Like uh, normally, I would pick up like immediately. Uh, yeah. To yeah. Like my like, collection, like <laughs> yeah, you, you But, didn't like kind of took him out as a not like a noticeable f- yeah, that you would follow it, and. But now, after I, now when I see this small axe, I realize that that's the way he is. Huh. He is a kind of a person. I, I'm interested in directors as personalities, and I started to draw them even no. So mm-hmm. I draw a picture of Steve McQueen, which mm-hmm. it gives me a lot because I can go into his character while I draw and into his character and study and I see things. So it was it was really a pleasure to go into this and uh, I didn't do it even if I I really like this um, movie Shame. Mm. It keeps in me. It's a small movie, but it's a it's a brilliant movie. It's really good, and and it's nothing to do with black people, no. Mm-hmm. 
I think it was um, Fassbender who was acting in it. Yeah, also Hunger was not about... Like, yeah, yeah, and also people. Hunger was, but the shame, the shame got into me more personally. Like. Mm -hmm. And then he made this 12 years a slave. Mm -hmm. uh, I think after, I, I'm didn't, but that I didn't like so much. I think it's important film, but I didn't like it so much because I think it got an Oscar or something. Yeah, I think it was like and a I, best I, picture. And I didn't understand why it got Oscar because it's not such a film that it should got, get Oscar. So, so you understand this is the basic of my thinking about Steve McQueen, that, yeah. that is quite strange. A movie maker for me and not so interesting but then I got into him and I would draw that picture before I knew about small acts yeah and just after I had made the, the, the picture which I I personally I love that drawing of mine hmm. <laughs> so it was really really good so so then came the small acts and I thought wow it like blew the bank <laughs> and so I watched this Mangrove, Lovers Rock, Alex, uh, White, Red and Blue, Alex Wheatley and Education. Yeah. And they're all different. Well, as yeah. it does, they should be. And they don't, you know, when you watch them, you don't, you wait all the time I'm waiting very excited, like now something terrible will happen, now something <laughs> terrible will happen, and no. Nothing terrible happens because then you realize that that's his gentle way of doing these films. He's a special person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so, an interesting point. Yeah. yeah, so the whole film is a, a terrible. Not something terrible happens suddenly there. The whole film is terrible, things happening. Yeah, if, if I can kind of say between that. I think that was very noticeable in the Red, White and Blue, which is like a story about police. Yeah. That that there I was kind of all the time anticipating this some kind of really crazy horrible stuff like happening, like some really dramatic and it's and it's kind of noticeable like how how non dramatic it really is. It's like a kind of somber drama, real life drama about just this this black person who wants to become a police officer as an example and stuff and it's it's kind of even noticeable how that there is there is not as if there is not like like a big moral lesson that comes out of it like a big message you know it's just like a real life story uh about that inside world in the police and his his kind of mundane struggle in a way but you know, it's so it. I I mean, it's it's kind of like it's it's noticeable that all of these are very s relatively small stories, except maybe Mangrove is kind of like a big court case and stuff. But otherwise, they are kind of like like real life people like experience in in UK as black people, and it kind of I think he made it very very deliberate, like as that. Because it it connects to that uh, that uh, main title, small acts. They are all like small axes of uh, like a larger of a larger um, collective movement. And 
also the way he's he has done it like it doesn't start like a, you know like Tarantino film like splash on the screen the names and <laughs> yeah. the who's and who it starts morely without anything without any kind of exclamations and yeah. then in the end there's always the contributor or the, the for the story based on the contribution of Alex Wheatley or based on his aunt or based yeah. on himself with the education this always the to, from whom he got the true story and now when you mentioned this this um, white red and blue mm-hmm. it did you did you see that 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 there is an there's an what you call a kohtaus a scene a scene there's a scene when his father who was very against this he's going into because he was a doctor already or the son and everything why do you have to go into this mess so he takes him by car to the sta- to learn to the school police mm-hmm. school and did you see the way steve mcqueen makes the camera work mm-hmm. makes the camera work there that he stops stops the car the sun goes out and the camera stays with us in the car then the father goes out and goes to the sun but the camera don't go after we don't go after we stay far away and let them have this this um, tender moment between father and son we respect them Mm-hmm. from far away and we see this tender moment when they embrace each other from far away we don't mm-hmm. go near he don't spoil it he's not that type of a director he knows what he's doing no i yeah. love that i love that it's moved me to tears mm-hmm. this this moment and that's how what he did in everyone all the time he respects yeah. the people yeah there's there's like in in that sense like how you you say if you talk about camera camera movements and how he directs scenes is um he really gets to shine in every um in every story there's some like at least like one really really great moment or scene that he's just he he was able to kind of uh, transcend you know in a way and it was already in uh, mangrove which which mangrove by itself is kind of it's it's kind of funny because it's it's basically like the trial of the chicago 7 because yes. they they actually like it's literally called like the trial of uh, uh mangrove 9 or something yeah, it's like yeah, it's like it even is. the same name and everything yeah, and it's, it's like and 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 so it's it's very interesting for people if they really like Chicago 7 to actually see Mangrove because it's a very similar kind of movie and it's like also that they, they do similar even things in that story and everything so it's kind of by by the story it's not like crazy special like there's like there's actually another same movie on the same year but at the end of Mangrove there is this uh, monologue from this uh, uh, writer this poet which just like transcends that whole story 
that the the monologue he gives at the end it's is something very gentle. All, it's it's unbelievable. It's really yeah. like shook me at, at the end. Like wow, this is amazing. And then uh, in Lover's Rock, there is uh, also something that's actually the the for me the biggest scene was in Lover's Rock for me that like that really really captured me the most in all of these films. Um, that that whole story in itself is already very special because it's just it's a closed environment. It's like one location and it's one night and it's just a party and that's all. Like basically, the whole story is just to observe this party from and beginning to end. And not explained nothing. Yeah, it and there and, is. And, and 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 there is a there is an explanation. There's a whole reasoning why. Uh, because they they had to have their own party because they they were not allowed to go to it was like segregated uh, that they couldn't allow they couldn't go to a actual public party uh, as black people so they had to yeah disco so they had to have their own kind of reggae party in a in a mansion and stuff and there's and you don't it's like their own micro universe uh, where they are which is very important where I'm going with this and there's this moment when uh, this is not the scene that I mean, but there's like just an example. There's a moment when the woman gets out of the mansion to go after her friend, and there is suddenly it's a dark, dark street in the night, and there is like suddenly like a group of white men, and they like notice her, and she immediately turns back and goes back to the party, which tells everything about what you need to know about these yeah. parties that yeah, that's they literally that are that yeah. this is the safe place. And if they get out, they are like in danger, like in their mm. own, like in the in the street outside of that house. You know, they are in danger. So it's very effective uh, how he does that. But there is like this this really really special moment in the party when they are uh, there is this uh, song uh, "Silly Games." I don't now remember from who it was, um, uh, and uh, they. They played this silly game, and it's like very noticeable because there's a lot of lot of great songs, and it really empathizes on the songs played on that party. And then there's this one song that suddenly just keeps going, and we are like listening the whole song. We are with them dancing in the party, and we are emerging deeper and deeper into the moment of that scene. And like it starts to linger on and on. There's like. We are not jumping to other moments in the party or following this character here. We are just with all the dancers in one room dancing this song. And then suddenly the song stops, like it ends. And there is no new song coming. It's just silent, but everybody keeps singing the song. And it, I was suddenly like really kind of shocked, like this... Like how it's kind of like evolving this scene because we are still lingering on in the same mm. song, but now in another wave. Now it's becoming a collective, like uh, almost a kind of a ritualistic uh, moment, you know, like a collective uh, cultural moment, you know. We are all singing this song. It, it becomes like a kind of a almost a spiritual moment, you know like a gospel or something, you know, how they are singing, how they're all in it and they just keep singing the song and they're all like, their eyes closed and they're, you cannot hear the music. They're just, and but all of them hear the music in their universe, in their party, in their house that they are in it. 
and that that to me was like so so effective that it like shook me completely mm-hmm. and I, I i i i'm not able to get that song out of my head so i've been listening that song <laughs> non-stop afterwards <laughs> Yeah. yeah, those are like my examples. Yeah, he's he's so gentle and uh, tender with all the things, and it's unbelievable because he the way he looks like he's a big man, very strong looking, uh, from no physically strong. His I I think he's mentally also enormously strong, considering these films, but so and it's. He has all the parts in his hands in these five films. And it's incredible because there are five different films and they're all it, this anthology. And and he keeps it in in place. No, he makes it one thing. Yeah. It it's um it's um you know well, all these five parts they tell a different side of the the <coughs> harassment and things which uh, the Jamaican people immigrants had to to deal with when they come to London to mm-hmm. England in general. So he has been. And he he's doing it like hundred percent, you know. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's art. Mm-hmm. It's a piece of art, incredible. And and for me, this was something unexpected, but so much wished for. Because in two thousand four, mm-hmm. there was an Orange Prize in England. There's an Orange Prize of books called Orange Prize, and in 2004 the Orange Prize was by Andrea Levy, book Small Island. Mm. And I read it that year, It in English, it became to library, and I read it, and uh, it I felt like this is interesting. And it was about a couple who married and came to London from Jamaica, and I thought, wow, I never heard about this before. So that's how the there are black people in in England. Mm-hmm. Like I had not known, and so I wanted to know more, but there was nothing more to get. Two thousand four, like, mm-hmm. and I had other things in troubles in life and things, and I didn't get into it. And then suddenly I'm here with small axe, mm-hmm. which explains to me the. <laughs> One be it. It never left me. This book. I always remember it. Mm. Just like that. No. It's a long time ago, but I I remember. And it's a very good book. So that's how I was introduced to Jamaican people in London, and you say that that this um, this lovers rock was the thing which uh, impressed you most from. From this, yeah, not really. Like, like that. It's so, so that scene really transcends. Like, I think anything. It's, it's a, it's this complete control over this like focused um, moment. And he doesn't. It's not even like with one single shot. It's, it's edited, but he masters that scene. 
like so so perfect um uh, it, it like it becomes something more like something very magical you know um it's not just a story or it's just not just a character it's not just a message of political or something it's like it's like for me it's like pure cinematic magic this yeah. moment in the lovers rock and um it like kind of like awakened me in a moment and um and so lovers rock has this very special place in me and it's definitely like my second top. but do you want to hear what is my most favorite yes yes so so because all through this movies i like you you, you say that you were like uh, so very very uh, um expressed um what's the word now i you were so impressed impressed yeah yeah from all of this stuff for me it was kind of like uh like like they're great and they're like really masterful but i was kind of waiting like what's what like something really because for me there were maybe like some problems maybe for example that they 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 were like mangrove was like two hours long and then it kind of became like one hour or little over one hour and stuff and it kind of became like a like a like a long episode of a of a series and i kind of maybe wanted to have more of those stories like like a little bit more story a little bit more like lovers rock for example is great but it really kind of uh the, the actual characters are not we, we don't get to really go into the characters and and uh and and so i i i just kind of felt like they felt just little bit short from their potential of being like really fully explored movies like like every episode actually like a two-hour movie or something like a like they are now kind of shorts like but an I hour is a short movie you know i think they to. complete each other yeah in a way oh sure and then so so together they're a great experience together it's like a solid series and stuff but then as a standalone like do you think of them as together and then like together they are great but individually they are not the strongest uh, in the, like independent movie you know uh, and so so I was kind of like it was kind of this mixed kind of experience of even though they are all great and everybody should see them definitely but then finally we get to education and there where I I was like blown away completely like because finally it it really felt finally like a like a really solid story to me at least I don't know is it like, now I feeling like it might be bias like like there is a story for everybody and everybody will connect like really for for all of those things but for me seeing this boy Kingsley in education really went to the deepest center of my heart how 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 his whole life is the determined through educational system and that to me is like this goes for me to to Kore Eda level how Kore Eda uh, tells stories about children and yeah. how we have to focus on children and what are the more important things about for children in their lives and to see this kings like being uh, pushed there and here and pushed into this special school so to speak uh, that he's like so bored in and everything that he's like 
going to waste and everything. And the and the central he actually team, slept. <laughs> yeah, yeah. While while he was playing this uh, House of the Rising Sun, which was supposed to be a lesson, and then he even gets it wrong because but he he, a... he plays the whole song, and he, at the end the teacher then says like it's a whole joke that then he at the end he says so that was the monkeys like who who wrote that first he asks and then the, nobody says anything and he's like the monkeys but it wasn't the monkeys it wasn't like he even gets that wrong it's like so yeah but but that was a great <laughs> song in fact that he he sang that song and boring and everything because that one boy was drawing a picture of him yeah, true. The, it was a really that, good drawer. It was a piece of art for <laughs> so, such a great artist, that boy. Yeah, was. yeah, exactly. And, it was and, wonderful. And to me, it's like such a great story. Such a such, it goes really into. To me, it 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 was able to tell this one episode uh, a very fundamental, uh, like like a systematic problem. Yeah. You know that how how not only necessary blacks but something that really connects everybody and that it's very very uh, universal but but in this specific story it was really perfectly explained from their the immigrant uh, perspective mm. and how they are kind of because the because it 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 went into the heart of the, to me the, the it was great to talk about central uh thing about um that, that that there are like like the fact that you don't get to learn to read mm. uh it, it all the time pops up not only with Kingsley who uh cannot read uh, uh who hasn't learned to read yet in in that is expected from her age from his age but but previous generations like his father cannot read and then mm. then to me there was like this amazing moment in the in the parents meeting when mm. one of the parents this older generation father uh, stands up and says that he never learned he didn't have the education the school that teached him to to read and and now his son uh is in school has been in school for 12 years and he cannot read and he was so angry about that that there that he didn't have a school, so that I explains. Think it was his grandson? Oh, uh, maybe a grandson. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe not son. But that's what I mean. You know, like that he was just ang- the, the main point is that he was so angry that that this this kid that he was talking about had the opportunity to have a school. Then why isn't the school teaching? Yeah, and reading? one woman said that that uh, at home she taught the child her daughter to read and make mathematics at three years old she was and then she went to school and couldn't do it anymore <laughs> yeah exactly so it it really really reveals all these like contradictions that 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 how education just fails you know mm-hmm. and and the and then they com they contrast when when this activist come to, to the home and start uh, which is very wonderful educational part of that story talk about the how they were starting to kind of take action at, about this that in this, their this, own hands yeah. yeah and that and then they and then they said in that parental meeting that uh send them to us saturday school and it's just one one penny or something for for free for one penny uh just send them there and then 
so the next scene we we this is where I get really kind of emotional. They go to the to the scene and there's this wonderful woman teacher who who even takes the sister in. You know, the sister of Kingsley, like, what are you doing? Come in, you can leave anytime you want. And then they how they learn math already on the breakfast table. And we and it's amazing because all throughout this story we have heard how Kingsley is an idiot. Because mm-hmm. that he had to go to his IQ test was low because he couldn't freaking read the test. He's dyslectic. He, he couldn't read the test, so of course his IQ yeah. is low. Yeah. So they sent him to... Sc- so they all, all of them treat him as, a, as an idiot, uh, a dumb kid. And then the very first moment he goes into this Saturday school and they're on the, on the, on the breakfast table and the, the lady teacher uh, throws mathematic uh, questions and Kingsley immediately answers perfect and yeah. mathematical answers. He's a brilliant kid. They all, yeah. We already notice it. And yeah. and then the next scene is they start learning about black culture, about black history, about mm-hmm. their like kingdoms yeah, from from et- uh, Ethiopian times. Ethiopian queen and things. Yeah. Uh, wow, it was. It, I I never heard about what is happening. That why didn't we're not we were not taught of those things. Very and, interesting. And and uh, how it's filmed even the editing is so brilliant because we we start from her telling that story that that book you know the she mm. shows that there's this book we will learn about this book this this history of ethiopian queens and she starts telling it and then it transforms into this into kingsley's house and they are going for evening meal or something downstairs after bath or something and we still hear the woman narrating and then we switch <laughs> with <laughs> I get a little bit emotional thing about it. It switched to the King, Kingsley himself <laughs> reading from the book to his family. <laughs> and the mother is, and the father is listening to him. And the father who cannot read yeah. is, is watching his son. Yeah. <laughs> who Telling stories of African queen of amazing true that, that, stories. It really breaks me. It's, yeah. Uh, mm. So, so that was that was the best part for you, yeah. That was really the the absolute best moment of all small acts, and education really broke me. It, it was mm. so beautiful. Mm. And like, that based on Steve McQueen's his his own life. Yeah, he is a dyslectic. Yeah, yeah. And was suffering, and such a brilliant person, like, yeah. But then we come to the thing which I. After all, no, I loved all of them, but for me it was the mangrove. Oh, really? Yeah, it was the mangrove. And of course I noticed immediately this uh, Chicago 7 comparison and everything, but this one goes over it for sure, you know, immediately. It was just marvelous how it was done, the whole story and everything, but when we go into the court... And they are all sitting wonderfully. They are done in a bunch. They are all sitting not <laughs> yeah. in a row, row mm-hmm. at all, but in a bunch. And they they are brilliant people, all of them. Mm-hmm. This uh, this accused. <laughs> yeah. And the way they win, it's just absolutely fantastic. So what happened to me was these two leaders of theirs, this Letitia Wright, 
this this slender small woman mm. who was the activist black panther activist she's an actress called Leticia Wright and she she acted in black panther movie in in yeah. that movie called black panther probably most people she, recognize her from that with, Yeah, but I not because I was not so much into this Black Panther. But yeah. now when she was here in Small Axe in Mangrove, and the way she talked, she she talked. She's from there also. She's not from Jamaica, but I think she was from English Guyana, a small island beside it somewhere. But the way she talks, this accent, mm. it was so. Beautiful to mm -hmm. hear, I love it. And to make strange that you can make against uh, society, English society, who are very impeccable English people, they talk, they they love that good English talking in England. That's what I've understood. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, this educated uh, English, yeah. and she talks in this accent. And and she's doing it brilliantly. She's winning this thing with that accent. Mm. She's and she she's a small woman with such energy, and she don't even want to be the leader. She doesn't want to be the leader. She wants to have a. She, she's pregnant, and she wants to have a child and be living her life. But she has to be the leader because they all. She's obvious leader. Mm. And then. This other man, the, this uh, this there was another leader. This man. Now I don't remember his name, but he was he was a big, beautiful man, and he talked in a weak voice of accent also, and that was lovely, lovely. That you can do, mm -hmm. you can change the world with anything you have. You yeah. are the one who who you are. And that was part of the greatness of this small axe, I think. Mm. Can I add to the accents that you mentioned? Ah, okay. Okay. That 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 um, uh, so the red, white, and blue was it? Yeah, red, white, and blue. The I from the very uh, like when I saw the very picture of it, and I was like, I opened it and started like, uh, like uh, watching it. I I thought that's John Boyega, no? That John looks, Boyega, so, then, that's John Boyega. But but then when I started Beautiful watching it, man. then when I started watching it, I was like, "This is not John Boyega. This is. It looked like him, but it's not. It's completely different accent and mannerism, and like uh, it's, it kind of looks like this, but it's and it looked." different kind of like I, I it's kind of like reshaped in my mind like to something like this is like a he picked up another actor and he just looks have looks like it and i i watched it as uh, some other completely other actor i i didn't think of chompoyek at all and then at the very end i was like no i have to check it and i and it was chompoyek and i couldn't yeah. <laughs> like He was really great in it. I loved it how he, he really was great in it. Like yeah. like when you talked about his accent and stuff, like he had a, a wonderful accent and uh, yeah. the way he spoke in it. That really, all of all of these, there was a lot of great actors popping up in these films. Like like uh, yeah. from from the mangrove also that really were able to kind of integrate into the story and not be like as actors, but like 
these characters and stuff. Exactly, and they they can change the world. They can change the society with the the way they are. And that was in interwoven into this story. So what happened to me was that my mind started to fl fly when I saw this Letitia Wright, this small woman leader yeah. of Black, Black Panther, and my mind started to fly. And because I hadn't paid attention to Black Panther movie, yeah, it it was for me infantile. Like yeah. childish. The story is really childish and like, yeah. like okay, we are badly treated, so now we get back like to... And everybody's... It's, I'm not talking bad things, I'm talking good things about this, I have to to, to say. You, you can criticize it's, Black Panther if you want. It's not... I'm not criticizing <laughs> Black Panther, I'm telling you why I stopped to criticize Black Panther. Uh -huh, okay. I stopped to criticize Black Panther because of Letitia Wright in Small Axe. <laughs> she, she was acting in Black Panther, and then I thought that, wow, this is an infantile movie, so what happened? And, and anyway, she is such a powerful woman, so she was a powerful woman there too. She, it's in her, in that actress. You take the actor always to the part where, you, where she can be, where he can be. So... What happened is that then I remembered that, wow, that this is not the infantile movie. I was wrong completely. <laughs> that, that, uh, that then I remember Starship Troopers, uh -huh. where everybody, everybody, <laughs> it got a bad number, bad stars and everything, bad critics. No? Yeah, if, if you see me, it as a, as a as, as sincere Hollywood action blockbuster. Yeah. Then, it's, then it's kind of a stupid movie. Yeah, you know? it's kind of a stupid movie, like yeah. Black Panther, exactly. But in a different way, of course, the story is like taking a beautiful, shining young people, the stupid, who are so stupid enough to go f to fight and to dare die <laughs> against something not you can't win and you who are... Uh, you know, invented these uh, insects or whatever this. So, Starship Troopers, the name already says. <laughs> so, I love that film. I loved it from the beginning because, of course, I understand Verhoeven. It's, you you it's understand the, the under the I, behind, between the lines. You understand what yes, he's going for. I understand this. his way of thinking, this Paul Verhoeven. I, I love all his films. Uh, so, so then I, through that, I start to understand the way I should see Black Panther. Why didn't I notice? Why did I notice these Stasi Troopers? Mm -hmm. It's a great film. It's a great film. So Black Panther is a great film too. But then I remember after that, that who? Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Everybody thinks he's stupid and his films are bad and so on. I, I mean, not anymore because they're great. The films are very good. He... He went over accent. He made his accent famous all over the world. Mm -hmm. It's part of the culture. Mm -hmm. So what? why not Letitia Wright mm -hmm. make this Jamaican accent all over the world and known? So mm -hmm. make out of it. And know this uh, film um, Jingle Bells of Arnold Schwarzenegger? Jingle all Every the way. 
Jingle all the way, yeah, jingle all the way. I love it. I enjoy it. Yearly I watch it. And yeah. then this this kindergarten teacher and whatever, and mm -hmm. he's always doing very good acting. He's, he's doing good his. Yeah, he's a good comedian. He's, and uh, these um, films where he has his muscles, Conan Barbarian, all this. And, and also he was in Verhoeven, you know, this Mars. Ah, yeah, Total Recall. Total Recall. Yeah. Where we got some of the best Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, sound bites and moments, you know, all the classic, all of this, like, he went fully Arnold and as if, like, uh, Verhoeven kind of utilized all of Arnold in a way, like, uh, how you would let uh, Nicolas Cage go completely, like a bad lieutenant, you know, it's like the equivalent. So so now we have Steve McQueen join this group of using actors in this way and do doing the best out of it. Really good. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> so the people who who diminish Arnold Schwarzenegger and Stasi Troopers and, <laughs> and Black Panther are no I I, I can only pity them. Like and, uh, yeah. Yeah, so finally, it it's, uh, came to me this this Mary Shelley, no? Uh -huh. Frankenstein monster, Frankenstein monster. Yeah. It just led me into this, because he she made it, she wrote it in 1818, mm -hmm. when in America, in USA, there was the cotton fields and the slaves slavering there in the same time, no? Mm -hmm. It was eighteen, big in eighteen hundred there. So, so this scientist created Franken uh, 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 this monster. This uh, Frankenstein was the scientist yeah. and the monster. He created this monster for himself. No, it's like God created Adam to make company mm -hmm. to create. And why it said in Bible that uh, Adam is is the image of God? Mm -hmm. It's I made somebody, I made created somebody as the image of myself, like mm -hmm. God. So here is Frankenstein creating image of himself, and the people and and Pinocchio, and we have so many stories of all these people wanting to create somebody. Yeah, to, I, yeah. I just yeah. actually, I just today read. Uh, uh, about the, the 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 story from uh, the from the historical Prague about the golem of Prague, which is yeah. also a Frankenstein story. It's all over the world, mm -hmm. like, and we have Princess Kaguya. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's created for these people to be them, to be their company, and. So what happened to this? No, I'm. I'm. By the way, I should tell you that by chance, it's just by chance, I got in library, call Colson Whitehead. It's mm -hmm. a famous writer in in USA, a black writer who writes uh, only about this. He, his subject is the racism and the black. What happened to the black people? So. And uh, by the way, Barry Jenkins made the 
this underground railroad, which I'm reading now as a book from Colson Whited. Oh. So made a series about yeah. this Cora, this girl called Cora, who's a slave who escapes by underground railway. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And she was a slave girl from 1820. No, the time this Frankenstein was 1818, written by Mary Shelley. Yeah. Same time about. So, what happened to this? They brought from Africa people by just pick them up, bring them over, and drop them down, and said, "You are stupid because you don't know English and you don't know this." And <laughs> how can they know? How can they? They don't. They They don't even let them sleep in a normal bed. Cora never slept in a normal bed in her life. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway. So. Uh, so the people always want somebody, they want somebody near them who is human. That the, my idea went like that. No? Mm-hmm. Who is human, but who is not human. Like Frankenstein's monster. The monster got very angry and started to destroy everything. Mm-hmm. Because he was not loved. He had feelings. Mm-hmm. was not loved. So... So here we have all these stories about all this, everybody. And so the people in in America, they wanted to have these humans who are human, but not human. In the same time, it's a mystery thing, mystery thing, like you want somebody. That's a human, very basic human thing. Want somebody something like that, and you want to have it like both ends. You want to have somebody human like you, but you don't want to have him like you, and it's an eternal thing. Like so, they kept slaves like this. So it's in a way. It it has to become. Of course, it's a great philosophical thought which could go for and all, but I stop there. Because it's too much for me. Like, yeah, it sounds like some kind of like a master-slave uh, yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, because I'm very much impressed by this Colson Whitehead's book, which I'm reading now at the moment. This is uh, Underground Railway. And uh, I, you know that he he don't let the reader ease. Easy. I, I read one book before already about the boys' school where they killed the black boys. Actually, it's a true story, like. Yeah. Uh, but nickel, nickel boys, or so I don't remember the name. So I have to keep, I have to read a little and keep time and then read again because it's too much. <laughs> yeah. But I have to read it all because that's the way he tells. It's it's not a true story like there are no underground railways, mm. but it's called underground railway underground. Like people mm. save houses and things, but in the book it's a real railway under the ground, like, and yeah, he makes it like that. So I keep the uh, three times between. I keep some days between. I can go again to it. Yeah, it's too much, but I have to read it. It's it's like torturing yourself, but. Uh, yeah, it sounds kind of heavy. Like, and he also makes it uh, comparable to—he uh, don't mention it—but uh, comparable to Jews, 
the two is the Holocaust and mm. the no comparisons because Cora is like put in some time she has to live in an attic like Anne Frank exactly like Anne mm. Frank with the fear of death non-stop and watch how the people outside hang racks and she's yeah. a girl she's a little mm. girl okay so <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway so you see how I got into this and I'm so relieved with this small axe because there is something to be done mm-hmm and gently, nicely, he's doing it. This, uh, uh, his Steve McQueen, and also there is Barry Jenkins. Who... Yeah, well, <clears throat> first of all, like it, it's, it sounds very like uh, indeed heavy. How much like you are kind of, kind of consuming a lot of like this heavy black history uh, retelling, you know, and yeah. dramatizing and kind of ex- experience of it, and it's kind of like. I I I was noticing that it's kind of like um, <clears throat> something that 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 is really lingers on also in this type of media or this type of stories is that they like like if if we talk about like black black stories and black experience like movies about them or books about them they it's it's very much often and it's it's very heavy. Because it's like it's it's really into your face, and it's really like just like kind of Jewish experience of from the Holocaust in a similar way. Like, how can you even make it light? How can you? We have to like like if you talk about it, it is going to be heavy to talk about that experience, and it's kind of in you know in some ways it's kind of therapeutic, like maybe for some Jews to be maybe able to talk about it or. Um, but also it's a very educational it's like very some, we have to put it into collective mind we have to talk about this stuff we have to share this and things we and have to like, listen and watch what they are telling us this truth yeah and and uh, what i wanted to point out is that like uh, like uh, last year like i know i when i was looking at like movies that i watched last year and stuff that there's a, actually there's a lot of like black movies uh, yeah. from last year that also ended up on my uh, like recommendations and top lists so like that that were kind of noticeable like uh, um, One Night in Miami mm. uh, or the documentary Time and Billie Holiday Billie, Billie Holiday uh, that was a documentary or a movie there's also that and that okay but and then there was this Black Bottom uh and Ma Rain is black bottom. There's a lot of lot of like uh, black exp- and then, then of course small axe and stuff, and it's like um, and I and I actually also just saw movies that were not from last year, but like movies that I haven't seen, like Selma. I finally watched, which was funny because it kind of connected to One Night in Miami in a kind of thematically kind of like this historical and these big figures like Malcolm X and. Martin Luther King, and uh, yeah, they're kind of funny. I was laugh- we were kind of uh, making uh, joking with uh, Meadow the other day that, like, because I was watching them and I was telling her about those like stories and stuff, and that even even if it's like Selma, which is like a very inspirational film, and One Night in Miami, which is also like kind of uh, thoughtful, and it's not like 
One Night in Miami is not like focused on violence and craziness. You know, it's more about black uh, kind of collective analysis and kind of like uh, discussion. You know, and Selma mm-hmm. is a more like an educational historical drama and stuff, but it's more about the power that they do. You know, as a movement. You know, the black movement. You know, the black like, human rights movement and stuff. How, what all these big figures did for those and but it's like in both of those movies they have to end with this this super sad notion that like in One Night Miami which is about Malcolm X uh, kind of as a kind of central big figure in it and Selma of course about Martin Luther King like both films like they're this big inspirational thing like a one as a movement and one as a discussion and then both films end with and then they died <laughs> and then they were assassinated you know like to try to try to keep that in mind that whatever we tell this story like even if we tell the most inspirational story about Martin Luther King how he changed the world it's still a fact that at the end of that story we have to go, we have to face the fact that he was assassinated but there's always this like heavy blow with these stories that, that 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 always kind of keep up and I just noticed that like when I was like watching a lot of these in one time and like in 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 some ways like small X stands out in a way because there are also stories, like I said in the very beginning of our talk, that they are not only about these big tra- traumatic things. Like, when you would expect a, a story about police and the corruption of police, which, of course, it does talk about, it's not this crazy American way of doing it. You know, this, like, uh, free eppings way of, like, going completely off the rails of like drama and you know like the which of course is true that that does happen and stuff but he like as if deliberately chose to talk about this kind of more mundane daily life experience Mm. of of that so so many do experience and that it's not something like he didn't necessarily even change everything you Mm. know and and then you have a story of this lover's rock, which for me really stands out exactly because it it's not about some kind of political movement. It's about just experience. It's just mm-hmm. black experience of like and, and and a very positive experience. It's a it's a very positive love story. You know, yeah. there is all kind of like of course dramatic things yeah. in there, and it, there is it's also heavy things within there. But as a whole. It doesn't want to tell like a big, like uh, heavy, crazy story. It's really also, uh, the role yeah. of it is to if, is to say that 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 we can have fun also, and that we we have those moments of good being food together, and music and yeah. music, and we they and talk that's, a lot about Jamaican food, and that's part of it. That's the point. Mm. As a small axe, you know, mm. they, they that that. Because the whole like, small acts, they even they play the song in the party from uh, Bob Marley, Bob, you know yeah. that that uh, which the whole whole concept comes from a song that is like meant yeah. to make you dance and to make you uh, get inspired, you know, to, to go into your heart, and that's kind of like mm. the, the point of Lovers Rock is to to put that that heart there, 
you know. Also, this Alex Wheatley part, this movie was very impressive. No, Mm. this boy who had no chance at all in his life from the beginning birth, and then, then he learned that okay to have a nice record player. The best record player is something, and the leather coat it's something. And this now I'm on the top, but then he realized that he don't hasn't read any books. The other one, he he helps him to get the books, and then he finds tools like to educate himself, and he oh I write books, and yeah, I find yeah. my mother, I find relatives because I I need relatives. I find them from the USA. Yeah, and, it's it, it, it and, was like a story about transformation, you know. Like yeah, identity. and it's the true story. This Alex Wheatley himself had advised this story. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the this person who is supposed to be like a cocky young man who don't know nothing and it's a criminal yeah. and go to prison is in fact a brilliant mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It shows all these kind of things, and there's so much in them that you can watch them again and again and again, and just find new things. And and just to kind of hammer the point in that I that, that we that I'm trying to say about the small acts and the, the concept of small acts is that that we have a whole collection of like really really heavy stories and things that like we talk about that really ne- like put all this into the foreground, all this like horrible things and small acts is a is a collection of very very smaller stories and it's really nice how i like that that it's about like this police who we never it's not a, like a big figure i mm. like that that he's not a big figure and it that he didn't change something in that sort like at the end oh we, the world changed like selma which mm. is the celebration of this big yeah that's moment, why i moment. didn't like the selma so much i i didn't I'm not uh, so much eager to say it, but it's, that's a fact. It's this just an educational I, yeah. film. It just ha- that happened. Yeah. It happened like yeah. this, and that's it. And let's celebrate that, whatever. But the point yeah. is, uh, small axes that 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 they are all literally small axes that together, even just being in a party or just trying your best to go with your instinct to go to the police force and be like the first black man in that police force uh like all of all of these little things add up yeah. and they're all part of that movement you don't have to be like big political leader to be a movement you can everybody's part of that experience and that movement together and this is a small mm-hmm. axis kind of an example of how in different ways you are a small axe yeah. that can cut a big tree you know? mm-hmm. yeah and that's that's i think is in the heart of it I think that was it. Uh, it was a really nice talk. Nice that we got to talk about some some uh, stuff that we just now happened to watch. So um, see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye bye.